Welcome to the first episode of the new Bronx Blums podcast. This segment will be hosted by Nate and myself, Faust. This episode will cover the Yankees series against Tampa Bay Rays from July 27th to 29th and trade talks. So the first thing that we'll be discussing today, we're not discussing, but kind of, you know, talking about is the fact that the Yankees added a power lefty bat in Joey Gallo. What are your thoughts on this? Well, that's really a big trade for them. That's a big move. It's something they need as a lefty outfielder and a lefty who, which they don't have in their lineup, mm-hmm. including who the only one is Geo is not Geo is Gardner. We got Odor and Gardner, but like you know, Gardner is kind of at the end of his career, so it's good to get not him much production. Gardner's batting one ninety four, Odor's batting two thirty two, bringing in a guy with a uh, over three hundred on base percentage. That is big for these. Now, the question I need to ask you is, do you think he will be in left field or right field? Or do you think they'll move Judge somewhere in the outfield? Like, where do you think he's going to go? Honestly, I think what they're going to do is they're either going to have him and him. And if he's in right, they're going to have Judge Judge in center and Allen in left because Allen's their best young outfielder right now Mm -hmm. and their third outfielder. Well, he's fast. Yes, and he can hit. So what I'm saying is, why wouldn't you put Allen in center, Judge in left, and then Gallo in right? Or vice versa, Gallo in left, Judge in right. I think Gallo belongs in right because he's got a better arm than Judge, in my opinion. Much better arm. But He has one of the best arms in the outfield in the league. Judge is also a very accurate thrower. So it's it's a a win-win in right field. You can't really go wrong there. Only thing is that now... Gallo's got that short porch. It's going to be easier for him to hit more home runs there. And I think he'll Putting be a good fit. Big numbers. Big yeah. numbers. In that I think field. he'll be a good fit in the Bronx. So, yeah, well, uh, I feel like my thing with keeping Judge in right is the fact that he knows right field. It's his territory. Well, he's he been knows there for like three years. Three, four years. He's been there. Yeah. I think since 2017. So, so is Gallo. Only thing is like Judge has been playing at Yankee Stadium for longer than Gallo has, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, that, that could be something where they move Gallo to left and they use that excuse. But I don't think they'll need to use it because Gallo is a great defender. Although, like, we talk about the pop in his bat and, you know, his high strikeouts, strikeout walk kind of guy. He is a really good defender, and he's kind of underrated in that category. Um, I think I think the Yankees did a good job of picking Gallo up. And yes. I'm just happy that That's... they didn't. They gave away prospects. Maybe, you know... Like I hope they do well in the Rangers organization, but at the same time, like I'm okay with them giving, you know, yeah, giving what they gave. Yeah, me personally, I'm. They gave up Glenn Otto. They're the best pitcher for their Summers of Patriots, and that's a big one because he is. He was leading the league in strikeouts, like 118, had a below three, below three or low three ERA. And he he's a great pitcher. Well, if you're, like, if you're the Rangers, that's what you want. Like, you're giving away yes, Gallo. Yes, if you're and the that's Rangers, what that's what you want. Yeah. But it's tough for the Yankees to give him up because they're going to need starting pitching. They're going to need pitching. Yeah. This guy can pitch. And this guy throws hard, high 90s, great stuff. He's a professional on and off the field. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he loves the game. And he loves the fans. And that's one and thing. And that's something... Like- that's really big in New York. If if he does end up, you know, turning out to be a star for the Rangers, 
at least we got something good in return, you know? Like, at least, like, we didn't yes. get, like, some... If Gallo you know? is... If Gallo performs to expectations. Yes. Where yeah. some guys who just fall, like Sonny Gray, they just fall in, in the city. Well, the they can't handle the New York pressure. They can't handle... Different. They can't handle the Bronx. Yeah, right? 100%. And Yankees giving away a guy, like, giving away... The, somebody who's playing well, they gave away. They got Wandy Peralta, Fatario Estrada, and Mike Talkman. Estrada's batting 325 as of right now. Estrada's a great hitter right now for the Estrada hit like that with the Yankees, but he wasn't consistent. That's the, he wasn't, he wasn't consistent enough. And this year's been different for him. He's having a, a career season. And that's what you want from guys like that. Like you want to see him succeed when you give him away because you know like they, there's like there's stuff they got stuff in the tank. Like with Lodor, yeah. like you know, although like his average isn't the highest, he's done so much for the Yankees from the so court from being here, you know? Yeah. And so, who are they gonna get? Who do you think they're gonna get in returns from Cincy? Like, there's I don't like, know. I don't Honestly, know. Since it's a player to be named later, obviously it's not gonna be guys like Jesse Winger or Castellanos. Castellanos. You're gonna yeah. assume that they're not gonna get rid of them that easily, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna assume that they're like you know prospects. I'm hoping they're starting pitching, maybe some bullpen arms. You know. I honestly like, think they might give up T.J. Anton, a good lefty reliever. I'm okay with that. Can, I'm good with. I'm good with. He, he can do the job. I, you know, they're obviously not going to get rid of him, but I wouldn't mind Amir Garrett in pinstripes. I mean, that's always not going to happen with you know Sessa. And, yeah, Sessa. Sessa being given up is a big one. That's going to hurt the Yankees. Yeah, but at the same time, like they didn't really use him, and I don't know why. Yeah, they didn't use him. They ever rarely used him, and that's a mistake that they made because he proved that he could pitch at the next level. You know, it's... yeah, he proved that he is good. Yeah, and right now TJ Antone, I'm seeing he is he's an ERA below. His ERA this year is one eight seven, has a career two three five. So he's in thirty in thirty three thirty three point two innings. But that's like the only thing he's needed. Like they have, they have Licky and they have Peralta yeah. as their lefties in the bullpen. If they get a third lefty, then they'll be fine. It's like their lineup. They don't have, you know, their righty dominant. Yes. Or I forgot, I forgot Chapman. That's already they, Chapman, so they have yeah. four. Now they have actually five because if they get uh, if they get him and they also have the Rangers lefty. I forgot his name. Oh, Jolie Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 they got him. So now, Anthony in the ten day IL. So I don't know if that's if you're allowed to be traded while in the ten day IL. I think you can be, but I don't think it's the smart. Like I'm not sure if you can, but yeah, even but if it like, is, I'm not sure. Maybe if, that's, if that's why it's clear to be named later. They want him, but they want to wait until he's off the aisle. He's off the aisle. Maybe that's the Yankees' choice. No, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. And I'd be okay with that. Well, now, so you you don't want to give away two of your bullpen arms for the hurt guy. It's not going to play, you know. Yes, completely. So the next thing we're we want, I want to talk about is Aaron Boone. Just straight up Aaron Boone. So, I don't think he did many thing wrong many like things wrong in this series. And he, you know, Boone everyone like is so quick to blame Boone for things when a lot of things really isn't all of Boone's fault. He made, you know, in the Boston game, you know, he, did he make should he have pulled Herman when he had I don't know like 90 pitches in the 7th inning? And it was a know. great pitch too. He Personally, hit on a low and outside fat, low and away breaking slider. Ball. But Verdugo got good wood on it. Like that was a pretty swing, a good a good adjustment made from Verdugo by good hitter. Personally, I wouldn't have taken Hermana, but it's what Boone wanted, and he had Jonathan Lewis coming in, who has been absolutely dominant all year long. So you know him 
kind of like not pitching well and, you know, kind of just letting the game slip out of the hands of the wise guy wasn't expected, you know, like he thought no. Wiseco was going to go in there and pound strikes in which he did, but pound strikes that no one was going to put in, like put in play with hard contact consistently. And that's what they all yeah. did. And he's made mistakes like this. He goes, he has a plan. They make a plan as a coaching staff. The problem with this is they make a plan when something doesn't go to plan. He's like a newborn baby. Like he doesn't know what's going on. It's like he hasn't been doing this for three years. It's like he hasn't learned from the past three years. But know what I doing. think I think you know it makes it even worse now that like it's more pressure because the team isn't playing well, and it's more yes. pressure because now he's trying to almost. It seems like he's almost trying to overcoach because he he feels as if like he needs to find a way to win ASAP when he just he's not coaching like he used to. Like like a year ago, he let these guys stay in there until it really gets bad. Now one thing goes wrong and the starters. Yeah, he's going too far. To, he's going. You need to have. A, he goes too much to statistics. You need yeah. a balance between statistics and your gut and knowing what they can do. Yes. And it's like he doesn't know these bullpen arms. It's like he doesn't know what they can do. But he also has a few new ones. A few and new ones that he has to learn. Yes. Licky's a new one, but Licky's been pitching the whole entire year and he's been pitching great. But he's like he did new, like he did today. A new. He's a new bullpen arm, and he's just you know. He's trying to get like he he lost a few bullpen arms. He lost Ottavino. He lost Canley. He lost who did he lose? I don't know. Sessa now. now. Yeah, I don't know if he pitched if he was there when uh, David Robertson was still in the pen. But he wasn't. No. You know, there's a few guys that he's missing, and the starters. This is like like off like this is not even a topic, but I just want to say this like, the Yankees can never click. Like one time the offense. Is you know it's back to what it used to be, but then the pitching is just not there. But yeah. then when the offense isn't there, the the pitching is like outstanding. It can never be two together. It just can never ever be that. And it, it's just that's like a big problem that they have, and they need to fix if they want to make the playoffs. They have to make sure that they all are clicking together. And you know I'm not saying to win every single game, but I'm saying to be consistent. You got to win more than you got to win more than fifty percent of the games. Right now they have a forty two percent chance of the playoffs. Like, you have to win. But you're saying that, and opening day, they had a 90% chance of making the like the playoffs. Yeah, like that, it's a problem. This team, it's just, it's been disappointing, but it's not too late to pick it up, especially because they're, I think, two and, maybe even three and a half games back now because of the loss today, or maybe I think just uh, three. No, two and a half now. From the wild card race. So, they're still in and the wild card. And they have a big series, yes, and because they're chasing, they're chasing... The the A's, athletics. the A, the yeah. Athletics, and they need to get their a game behind who they game behind the Mariners. They have mm-hmm. a big, they have a four game series coming up against the Mariners in the Bronx. That's yeah. a big series for Gallo to get used to the Bronx, Gallo to play there, and a big series for the Yankees as a team. Yes, to I get agree. back, get ahead of this, and get these Mariners out of the playoffs and have them not be a problem for them anymore. The, the Mariners shouldn't even be in conversation, but they're playing good ball, so I can't I can't say yeah. anything. They're, they're playing, playing great ball. Now, I want to get to to Tuesday's game, the game on the 27th, where Monty pitched. And he, he finally got a single run of run support after pitching, I think it was 11 game, oh, eight starts without winning a game. Mm-hmm. They hadn't had a win in eight starts because they couldn't 
score runs for him. And that's Marquez is like a pitcher, so he's gonna rely on, on contact, soft contact to you know to get batters yeah. out. But sometimes a soft contact means uh, free out. base for someone that's fast, you know. Yeah. So they're gonna score runs off him, and they need to make sure that when he's on the mound, that they need to score runs, or else it's not gonna work out. Yeah, it's really like the Degrom situation for the Mets earlier in the season. Except Degrom's a shutout pitcher, so yes, that, it's different. That kind of it helps a little bit because. Degrom is like lights out. Montgomery is he's he's pitching like fantastic this year, but he's more he's more of a contact pitcher. So you're not going to get away with 15 strikeouts from Montgomery with no run scored. He's going to give up a run. You've got to make sure you back him up with more runs. You know. And their only run was a single, single to right field by Lemayhew. Allen scores. Lemayhew did a really good job this series hitting the ball the other way and getting back to him single the other way. Getting back to himself last year. Especially two strikes, exactly. I think I think DJ needs to come like after this year. You know, he got paid like that that contract. I think ninety million. I, don't, I forgot how many years it was, but I know he got paid like somewhere four, ninety million. Three or four. I think it's almost like you know, he just he kind of. It's not that he took away his approach necessarily, but like he's trying to change things that he shouldn't be changing. Like, yeah, this exactly. year he went in and he was trying to pull balls, and that's what resulted in him rolling over more. Instead of staying inside out, hitting the ball the other way, he's not doing that as much as he used to. Like, he used to go up there and first pitch at the at-bat, he used to hit it opposite field for a single or a double. Now he takes it. It's, a, it's yeah. just a different... he needs to get back to what he was doing last year and get back in that group. It's a different approach. Mm-hmm. Now, that also what happened in that game, I think Rochella doubled in the gap... Torres scored easily. Uh, Odor ran through the stop sign. Uh, he ended yeah, up scoring scored. the. Yankees ended up winning that big. game. Urshela's, yeah, Urshela, Urshela doubled to deep. Was it deep right? Deep no, right center. It was, no, it was like it was left center. Left center. And then Lau come. Uh, who came in? So Lau's up to the bat. Up to bat. Chad Green. Chad Green hangs a curveball to Brandon Lau. I got to say, Chad Green has not been the same since the Altuve walk-off. He just hasn't been. No. And it's the problem is he's leaving flat fastballs high in the zone mm-hmm. and leaving curveballs high in the zone where guys like Lau can put the ball out. Easily. And do what they're supposed to do. Yes. His fastball doesn't have as much run as it used to, and it's not because he's losing velocity. It's just because they're just flat. And his curveball is a good curveball, but he's getting it way too up in the zone where it's easy for for a, a, a hitter just to tee off on that pitch. Yeah, and he, it's like a tee. It's literally like hitting off a tee with his He curve. just has to make sure that he gets that pitch down in the zone or he hits a good spot where hitters are going to have a real hard time scoring up that baseball. Yeah. And then Lamar. Lamar, Ryan Lamar, comes up big. Opposite field home run. Opposite field home run after Gio Rochella grounds into a double play. But that's – see, that's another part of their problem, though, because if they, that double play never happened – fastballs, roll over on fastball, outside fastballs, and do double play. But if that double play never happened, that's a two-run bomb. Regardless, if Rochella if if pops out, if he strikes out, or better gets a base hit, that's a three-run home run. But if he yeah. strikes out, if he pops out, or even he lines out, just nothing on the ground, that's a two-run home run. That's a 5-2 game, I'm pretty sure it was. Or five, yeah, it was 5-2. Five, 5-2 two. Five, two game. It was a, it was 4-2 then because it was a 3-2 game at first. Now it was 4-2. You know, 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, like double plays are killing this team, and they need to like. And they have been all year. No, yeah, since since they won, you know, the double play has been horrible. You know, in the first game of the series, there was base loaded one out. Glaber comes up, hits a ground ball to the shortstop. Wander Franco to turn two. I mean, they scored no runs on that one. That honestly, two years ago, Glaber Torres was either putting it in the outfield for a sacrifice fly or putting it in the gap, and that's two or three runs possibly. Yeah, and then Chappie comes in. Chappie is getting back to himself, and this is where he's starting. He had started a little bit in Boston, I think. Right? Got getting himself a little bit better. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That third but game. Chapman comes in, shuts them down, gets one walk, loses control a little bit, goes 3 0 on Nelson Cruz. Two fastballs, it's 3 2 now. Nice slider, really nice slider to strike out Nelson Cruz, get them out of this game, get his 19th save. But that you saw big. his velocity was up though. Like he hit 103 that night. His when he his velocity is up, yeah. and when he can throw that fastball for a strike consistently, Chapman and then, is, and then throw that slider with it. Exactly. But when, and but when the only slider they all click, Chapman is fantastic. When it when he doesn't, you know, when he's not pitching well, one thing he, he's hanging sliders. He's keeping them in the zone when he normally doesn't really want them to be, you know, too far in the zone. He can't locate his fastball. You know, it's yeah. it's a walk fest. But these last few outings for Chapman have been really good, and it's been really promising as a Yankee fan to watch. So nothing really much to say about that. Yeah. And then Wednesday's game, the 28th. Nestor Cortez, the GOAT. Nestor comes in. Throws very a very strong five innings. He's a one home run to Nate Lau. Five innings pitch, three hits, five Ks. That's a good outing for him. That's the type of pitcher he is. That's what he's gonna do. He's, he's gonna get. He's not outs. gonna go deep in games for you. He's he's just gonna he's gonna consistently get outs, but he's not gonna go. He's not gonna go a good seven innings. He's gonna go at Four least five. six at max. Six at max, exactly. And he's gonna do what they need. Mm-hmm. He's do what they need. Five six innings at max. He's a situational pitcher. Exactly. He does the job. Exactly. Now, this game, they played well, right? They play well, only get one run. They get one run in the fifth. Like, that's one run from a LeMahieu sack fly, or shallow scoring. But this game was a pitching duel. So, like, this pitching game duel, was... Exactly. Until the later innings, obviously, when Judge... They had Luki come in, throw, throw good two innings. Britain come in. Throw a good one inning, getting back to himself. Chad Green comes in in the ninth. Does well. No hits. Three he's, balls in play. But three see, yesterday, he was able to locate his fastball up and in in the zone. When he can put that fastball up and in on either righties or lefties, you know, vice versa, he's a fantastic pitcher. But the minute he starts throwing it belt high, he's missing spots, the fastball's going to be hit far. Very far. And with him... It's a first pitch strike thing. He yeah. threw two out of three first pitch strikes. He's not afraid to throw strikes. That, that's what I like about him. He's not. He's not afraid to challenge you. Only thing is that he needs to realize, or not realize, but kind of you know, like, not, no, yeah, he needs to understand that his fastball velocity has gone down a little bit in the past few years. He's and he can't be give it up. He has to be careful. Exactly. And then, top of the top of the tenth, they get a. They get some big hits here. Big, big hits for this team. Judge, single to center. Urshela starts on second. He scores after Greg Allen gets on, gets Greg Allen to third. Right? Greg Allen got hit by the pitch, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, it was an 0-2 count or 1-2, even 2-2, I'm pretty sure. He uh, curveball came in on Allen, let it hit him. He got to first. The single that Judge hit, Allen got to third, and then the wild pitch came, and then Allen ended up scoring. Yeah, wild pitch. Like, they get a wild pitch by Andrew Kittredge, right, on a, mm-hmm. on a really good two-seam that moved a ton. Mm-hmm. But whoever was catching, I think it, it was – it was Meja. It was Zunino. No, it was Meja. Meja comes in, does – like, come – he's behind the plate all game. Mm-hmm. It seems like he hasn't caught Kittredge much. I'm not one to know. Right? Yeah. Really yeah. good two-seam. Gets it off his forearm. Didn't expect it to move that much. It dropped a little bit. Off the forearm, kicks behind. And Allen scores. Judge gets the second. Whatever, they can't score Judge. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. So now they come in. Chappie comes back in. Does his job. And fans Nelson Cruz. Right? This is really, you're seeing patterns of him coming back to himself. This is really promising. And this Some is a good thing. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's a good thing. It's almost like he's coming for vengeance against Cruz because Cruz is the same one that hit the walk off against walk Minnesota off a few few and weeks ago. And he comes ago. back twice. Yeah. Come so, so th- this is fans him, fans him on a fastball, fans him on a slider. Just does his job. Just mm-hmm. does his job. Now, Lemayhew did you know stop everyone's heart rate for a little bit. We all went flat. Yeah, my like heartbeat. Five my heartbeat seconds did go flat. But he ended up making the catch. I know it's apparently it's kind of hard to see the pop-ups in Tropicana because of the catwalks. But, you know, we yeah. got we ended the game, ended up winning. I'm pretty sure. What was it? What was the score? 3-1. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that w- if he misses that ball, that bounces 20, 30 feet in the air. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a, it's a tie game. Score. It's a tie game. But it's tie not- game, runner on second or third even. It's not a game ending, but obviously you're gonna to want to catch it. You don't want to have to go into more, you know, extra extra. Yeah. Because use pitching, hurt Chapman. Honestly, DJ just needs to let, just let Odor catch the ball. Honestly. Odor was just sitting there though. I mean, it was kind of. Odor just wait in there, and we saw emotion out of DJ. Pretty funny. Yeah. Right. So now we go. Now today's Thursday. Today's was just horrendous. I I knew from. The first pitch that Cole threw, this was going to be a horrible game. First pitch of the game, going to Lau. Lau hits an absolute bomb to uh, right field. They ruled it a home run at first, but then the umpires got together. They, you know, put up the video. Ended up being a foul ball. So, it was um, – Lau was obviously back up in the box after he did his long trot. Um, he ends up hitting an infield single. And then uh, Cole walks Jimmy and Choi. And then who was the third batter? Oh, Yandy Diaz. Yeah, Yandy Diaz gets a base hit up the middle, scores um, scores Lau, and then Austin Meadows ends up hitting a three-run home run, makes it 4 Literally nothing, you know? just goes, just like, who knows? This game just gets away from, from Garrett Cole from, like, you know. Real quick. Go. It's 4 nothing in the first inning. And although he threw 10 strikeouts, yes, like, you know, like, after that, he kind of settled down a little bit, started, like, you know, started getting back to his groove, but it doesn't really, it means nothing when you throw 10 strikeouts and, you know. Yep. And then the sixth, Albert Abreu. What do you expect out of him? Nothing much, right? Nothing much. Well, he's been good. Stuff. He's been good his last few starts. Just this one kind of got away from him. And I think, I think this whole entire Yankee team, like this, you know, this, it didn't look like Garrett Cole today. And I know, like, you know, yeah. he's, he's kind of had like some rocky starts, but this is just like, this was just not yep. Garrett Cole today. They got Brent Phillips hitting Grand Slam, Austin Meadows, two run home run. 
G-Man Choi, two-run home run. Right. 14 nothing. Kiermaier scores, gets an RBI. Yandy Diaz gets an RBI. 14 nothing. Raise most home runs in a single inning. Team record. Right. This is just four hits for the Yankees. Three walks. It just – it was not a good game overall. And the pitching okay. was not there today. But I, I'm – you know, I'm confident that this won't affect them, you know, as the season goes on. You know, this is just kind of the inconsistency that I was talking about before. You know, like they come off two great games, and then this game just kind of gets away from them in the first inning. So, you know. Yeah, come off two great great games. Cole comes out. Doesn't have to be that. All right. And then we have Romano and Holmes. You don't see them a lot in the mound. But they pitch pretty well. They pitch pretty well, right? And especially Holmes. Holmes gives up no runs, gets two outs in this game. Gets them out of it, right? Does a big job here. And that's exactly what you're wanting from them. That's exactly what you're wanting. Him. You want to see that. And now they see that, and we're going to be going to be using him now, it seems, hopefully. If he does that. Hopefully he stays, you know, he stays consistent. Stays consistent. But, you know, we can't also judge it. It's just, you know, it, it was one yeah. outing. But at the same time, like, the fact that he it's got It's against the Rays. It's against the Rays. They're, they're a good team. 61 good. wins. Yeah. Good team, but yeah, he did, did did well. Holmes gave up. He had one ground ball, one fly ball. Got two outs. Got three outs. My bad. One strikeout. No runs. Seth Romano gives up two hits, three Ks. I think gives up a run, but a run or two. But this game, you know, just was a game to forget about. You know, and Luis Patano for the. Rays gets the win, and Cole gets the loss, 10-6. Obviously, like, you know, like, pitches were off today. Cole did not have his stuff today. You could just tell, um, you know. Yeah, but the Rays this is just a game hunting. to forget about in general. The offense was kind of asleep, but I have confidence that in this upcoming series against the Marlins that they'll be just fine. They'll, they'll play with intensity again, and I think they'll be, you know, they'll be back on track. Now, we have the question of the day today, and it is, do you think the Yankees can still make the playoffs? Well, you know, that's a really tough question because with the way this series went, you don't know, right? They play well. Mm-hmm. They play two first two the first two game series. They play well. But they played well. well. Actually, listen, the Yankees bats like like the offense. You know, they came alive in Boston. Not necessarily came alive, but they were better in Boston. It was the bullpen that really. The bullpen them. is really going to be a problem. Hopefully, they get a bullpen arm from. They got a bullpen arm from Texas. Hopefully they get another bullpen arm like TJ Antone from from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and they just gotta just gotta work. That's all it is. They just gotta play hard. Like, but I'm it's gonna... so it's so odd because if you told me in April, May, and even beginning of June that the Yankees bullpen is a big reason as to why they're not winning a lot of games, I would have just laughed in your face because they were absolutely dominant in the first few months. You yeah. know, their bullpen was fantastic. But now it kind of just seems like... And their can... bats weren't alive. But that's what I'm saying. Like, nothing can ever click. You know, now their bats... Now now they're hitting, but their bullpen isn't performing like they did earlier in the season. It's almost like they relied on the bullpen to win them games early in the season. Now it's almost like when they go to the bullpen, you're kind of shaking because, you know... Yeah, a lot of guys in the bullpen make you shake, and that's just how it is. Personally, I think the Yankees have a good shot to make the playoffs. They just need to make sure that they stay consistent, 
you cannot let any games like this happen really ever not ever necessarily ever again but they they just they cannot happen like when it's like a 14 nothing blowout not that this does anything to like like prevent them from being in the playoffs but it's not a good or fun game to be sitting there and being crushed 14 and nothing and with only com- with four hits the whole entire game like that's, that's not going to win you games ever you know no, I not at all. Never they have a good win. shot to make wild card. AL East, I don't think they have. I don't think they have no shot in the AL East with the way they have no shot. But they really need a miracle to to get to the top of that AL East. Wild card is something different. I think they will make the wild card game. I think it'll be a Rays versus Maybe the second, wild card. It'd be yeah. It'd be they're either playing the Rays or Boston. Whoever is in first in the division, it'd be once again three three AL East teams in the playoffs. Either way, I think it's going to be an AL East showdown in the, in the AL Wild Card. That's just my opinion. I mean, the the AL East is one of the better divisions in the league. You know, you could say the, um, the NL. What are they? The NL West. West. NL West is a good division too, but the AL East is also a really good division. Rays and Red Sox have been fighting it out the whole entire season. I think the Rays are like two games back from the Red Sox now. Yeah. Um, I personally think the Yankees can still do it. They just, they really, really, really got to get everything together. They just got to, you know, full steam ahead. They got to get have, like, the mentality of, you know, we're a better team. We can beat you. No, no more of this, you know, like, laxy daisy type. Like, like the base running got better, obviously. Like, no more defensive errors. Not no yeah. more, but, like, less defensive errors. You know, just, just basic stuff that they're not doing right. I like how the last few series, they've been much more aggressive on the base paths. They've been stealing a lot more. And they've been hitting yeah, I'm glad they're doing that. That's that's helping them out a lot. Like just using the data to steal. And you get thrown out once one one out of seven, one out of six, something like that, that's good. Yeah. You can keep running. If you're getting thrown out like that, you can keep running. I'm not even sure if, if they got thrown out so far this season. Like like while they've been stealing. They did once. Who was it? I think Allen got thrown out once. Okay. Against Boston. But that's about it. Like that's not bad. Like that's awesome. And then before we wrap this up, I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. What do you think of the Max Scherzer trade? Well, I think the Padres are just like like putting on an empire. Yeah, they're winning. They're winning the trade deadline. They they get Adam Frazier, and then now you know. Apparently, it's not confirmed, but MLB posted on their Instagram earlier that Max Scherzer was heading to the Padres. I mean, honestly. That's a yeah, good pickup still, for them because their starting pitching has been a really like a struggle for them, and that's what's really holding them back from being elite. Because Snell is not doing what they want, what they expected. No, like Darvish is doing good. Darvish like, is yeah, but Darvish is also you know he's kind of crumbling right now. He's got like a yeah five points in the ERA in his last few games. So getting Max Scherzer is a huge pickup for them, and that's going to put them over the top because that team is a fantastic team, but their pitching is what's really holding them back. Yeah. And then last question I want to ask you is, do you think the Yankees will make any more moves this trade deadline and do um, anything? After picking up Gallo, I'm, I don't see them getting story. If, if no. we wake up tomorrow at the trade deadline and they get Trevor Story, I will be surprised. I'll be ecstatic, obviously, but I'll be more so surprised. Only because, you know, getting Joey Gallo is already a huge accomplishment. They've, I don't think It's already a huge win. Yeah. But at the same time, like, Glaber Torres, he's been playing better. And although he's not Trevor Story, he is technically hitting better than Trevor Story. Like, his average, I think he's got a better batting average than Trevor Story. You know, Trevor yeah, Story is obviously a better defender than Glaber Torres is. But Glaber Torres has cleaned himself up defensively, too. So, 
you know, personally, I think they're good without Trevor Story. I'm I'm okay with just getting Gallo from this tree. I mean, if they can get another starter, maybe even a bullpen arm, then yeah. If they can get Trevor Story, then go ahead, get Trevor Story. I'm yeah, Glaber Glaber's not in okay with it. Eight points better than Story. Story's two forty, Glaber's two forty eight. That's what I'm saying. Glaber's hitting better. And he's picked it up defensively, you know. Obviously, yeah. Story's a better defender, but Glaber Torres is, you know, picking it up defend defensively. I think you keep him at shortstop. You keep Glaber Torres in the lineup, obviously, because he's hitting, hitting decently well. He's hitting better than he has in the past. So yeah, not, and not that will weird. lead to Odor being taken out from the lineup if they get but, Story. But you know, I think Odor not necessarily should be a starter, but I think he should be in the lineup a lot more frequently because of how much he does for the team. Like, yes. people just read the average and say, oh, yeah, you know, like, Ronaldo Dory is not playing – he's not playing great. But he's never been a hitting for average guy. Not to mention, like, he he always comes in big for the Yankees. No matter what it is, he always comes in huge. Especially recently. Exactly. And he's hitting, like, 296 in the month of July. Yeah. And yeah. I honestly – I could see them dealing Giancarlo Stan to like, not to a National League team though, because I know no National League team. But they have Giancarlo they have him on a contract. Yes, but I no can one still is, see no that. one is going to want to take take over Stanton's contract. That's a great point, but if somebody is willing to, and they if someone him, is, then by all means, like you know, like you by can, all means, sell them. But you can get someone good for them. And you can get a guy, you can get a good DH or a good outfield, a good outfielder for him. Like the Yankees are in talks with the Nationals right now. They still are. They are for, they're one of three teams. Them, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox, coincidentally in the same division, are all talking about getting Schwarber. And they're all in talks for Schwarber. Like that's big. Pull out of this traded line with Schwarber. Schwarber or story, I will be surprised, but I'll also be surprised if if story doesn't get traded during this deadline. I think story's gonna get traded, just not necessarily to, to the Yankees. I don't, I don't see no, it. I don't see it. And Stan, if he didn't have such a big contract with you know like an expensive contract too, I think he'd be you know he would sell like he would you know some a team would take him within a matter of seconds, but because of his like. Because of his contract, I don't think a team's going to want to take over it, you know? No. I really don't. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us today. This was a a good first podcast. I thought it was successful. Yes. I completely agree with you. It's been been fun talking about this team. This team is going to be contenders, and they're going to try to find a way to the playoffs because that's what the Yankees do. They always find a way. And they're going to hopefully make a good playoff push, and we can, you know – We'll be discussing more. Now, by the time you're seeing this, it's probably going to be 8 o'clock. This is this, like the time we normally post. We're going to normally be posting since we're like new. We're going to be posting around 8 o'clock after every series. Not, yes. Not after every game, only because I think it's going to just be way too much to do it after every single game. But after every single series, we're going to recap what happened, our thoughts on things, and just talk about things baseball-related. So um, yeah. if you liked us, I don't – you know, you can, you can uh, just – I don't know how this works. I, I don't know if, if you like or something. I don't know. You can Just, follow it. You can follow Keep listening. See us on. We'll let you know by next podcast. We're on Spotify or something like that. We really you can also follow that. our TikTok at uh, Bronx Bums. It's just yes. it's the name that we have on here. So uh, Yeah, it's been fun. And we'll talk to you guys again after the uh, Marlins seasons. Marlins right. series, not seasons.
Goodbye, everybody.